This is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast, brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Okay, welcome to this episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian from G4 Marketing Group, and I have got a guest today that you are going to love. You want to stop what you're doing, and you want to listen very closely, because the guy that I'm interviewing today works in his business two days a month, and he has a... I'm not sure if we're going to share how big the business is, but let's just say it's not a little business. It's a big business, good-sized business, and uh, he works in his business two days a month. Now, this is by design. He spends the rest of his time doing what he absolutely loves doing, and that is helping contractors around the country. So my guest today is Lenny Scarola from Dream Home Remodeling. It's in Maryland and Virginia. Lenny, welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you being here. This is a tough guy to nail down. So we are going to get as much out of Lenny as we can because he's got a ton of good advice and practical wisdom. Um, I'm just going to do one thing before we get started for everybody that's listening. Um, if you haven't done so already, head over to thewealthycontractor.com. I've got a bunch of free resources and stuff for you there. Go get on the list. And not only will you get access early to uh, the podcast interviews, but you also will get access to other business building tools like monthly trainings. All this stuff's for free, by the way. Um, Newsletter, emails, articles, uh, all kinds of stuff. So go to the wealthycontractor.com. All right, Lenny Scarola. Yes, so let's start with, let's start with, let's give everybody a little background. Give them the two minute version of, of your story. Yeah. So um, crazy. I've been saying this. I've actually been in this business now going on 20 years. Um, started off, actually a buddy got me into it. I was in college, I think it was my second or third year of college, and I was back home for summer. And when my, my best friend came over and picked me up, and he's driving a brand new BMW. And I said, huh, what's going on with this guy? So I get in the car, and we start talking. I'm looking at his cup holder, and he has a bunch of checks rolled up in the cup holder that are uncashed for $2,000, $2,500, $3,000. Hasn't even brought him to the bank yet. So I'm a college kid at this time, and I'm saying, hey, man, what are you doing and is it legal? Right. So, <laughs> I, you know, he comes to tell me I work for a home improvement company and I sell windows and siding. And I was thinking, how in the world can you be making this kind of money at our age selling windows and siding? And he said, well, that's kind of what I want to talk to you about, man. I think you'd be a perfect fit. I want to be able to bring you in. And it was the furthest thing from my mind at that point in my life. Um, but I hadn't, I hadn't got a summer job yet. So I said, what the heck? I got nothing to lose. Be cool to work with my friend. So ended up going into this company and, and working there for about two years. And I'm one of the few people that have been able to do pretty much everything in this business from being a canvasser to telemarketing, to running canvas teams, to doing sales full time, 
managing and uh, eventually obviously now being an owner. So uh, that's kind of the short story. Once I was at that company for a couple of years, I wasn't really uh, in line with some of the business practices they were doing. So decided to start my own company. It's interesting. Do you know how many stories I hear that start exactly that way? Not exactly that way, but along those lines, a friend of mine was making a whole bunch of money, and I'm wondering if this guy can do it. So can I. Okay, so that was your start. Tell everybody a little bit about Dream Home Remodeling today and then we'll kind of fill in the blanks in between as we go yeah so as that as we started out you know it, it was a very interesting time in my life um i remember i got engaged i went into my wife's work and got down on one knee and proposed on december 6th and then the next day december 7th i was out knocking doors in the freezing cold starting my business so we started off in a kitchen in a little townhouse that i had at the time and was able to grow that to multiple locations and well over 10 million dollars doing window siding, doors, gutters, roofing, all exterior remodeling. Uh, right now, like you said, we're located in Northern Virginia and right outside Baltimore, Maryland. Cool. And so I started off by saying you work two days a month in your business. And last week, it's funny, we were together last week at the um, in Baltimore at uh, the Top 500 event. Yeah. And I think that's how I introduced you to somebody, right? Yeah. Hey, this is Lenny. You got to talk to this guy. He only works two days a month in his business. Um, so I, I, let's see. Uh, what do I want to ask you? Tell us – well, tell us about the whole two-day thing. Okay. So, uh, you know, kind of the evolution of it, that, that didn't start off that way. I mean, it took a decade plus to get there. Um, but we went through ups and downs just like any business. You know, that business started – 2000 and we did well i mean extremely well for, especially for a young guy like myself but as you remember the economy was off the charts then so i didn't know any better and thinking it was always going to be that way well it turns out it wasn't always that way so we got hit pretty hard when the crash happened and when that happened um i was really looking for answers as to hey clearly i haven't been doing something right because we're not able to sustain through this this is really hurting the business and I started looking for mentors at that time, looking for people who had done it and getting some ideas of what I needed to adapt and how we needed to change. Um, so it's funny because I ended up meeting, working with a guy by the name of Phil Ray at that time, which some people listening to this may remember him. Um, great, great guy, great mentor of mine. And I, was, I said, well, I got to do something here. You know, we got to figure out what to do. And his recommendation was, listen, you got to look at selling some lower ticket items that people can pay cash or put on a credit card. Because our biggest problem was with our average ticket, we were having trouble getting people financing back at that time. They wouldn't improve anybody. Um, so I said, all right, well, I don't know what products should we use. And it ended up being insulation and gutter protection. So he said, listen, I know a guy in Atlanta that's selling gutter protection for, I think at the time it was $35 a foot. And I, that's just the top. And I was like, whoa, you know, that's that'll work. Who, who's this? And he mentioned a guy named Rodney Webb. Now, I had heard about this guy because back when we were selling windows, he sold the same window. In other words, the same manufacturer that we were selling. And we had a two million dollar rep at the time. And we thought that was great just with windows. But it turns out there was a guy in Atlanta selling selling four million dollars worth of the exact same window. And it was the same guy. So being that I'd heard that name before, I was intrigued. So uh, I gave Rodney a call and he kind of explained some of the things he did. 
he does as far as how he helps companies. And, um, you know, it sounded great, but it was, it was expensive. So I became kind of like a homeowner when he gave me the price and gave him the runaround. Oh yeah, we'll think about it. We'll let you know. And, uh, it turned out to be a huge mistake because I did get a chance to see him speak live and he explained the philosophy behind what he was doing. And I was hooked. So we're able to bring Rodney in. He implemented his systems and really helped me as far as a business owner was concerned. And within five years, my business was back to better than it had been before. And I was able to kind of step away and do what I'm doing now. That's awesome. So let's let's talk about, because it's really all about systems and people, yep. right? And of course, having the right profitability in order for you to be able to develop the systems and develop the people. So let's start with kind of the systems. What was the first system that you tackled? Uh, the first, the biggest thing for me as the owner, I mean, obviously he's, he's well known and we go around and we teach a sales system, but more so than that, it's kind of like what you say. And one of the things you preach is, is profitability. And the only way you can determine that is by being a, a numbers junkie and looking into your numbers. And that's one of the things that he really brought to my attention is, first of all, how many numbers there really are. You know, most people track closing percentage and what's in the bank. And that's pretty much it, where we really are able to drill down and look at every little number analytically and see what kind of adjustments we can make to fix issues. Um, And some numbers are too high. So, you know, that really changed how I looked at this business and business in general. So that was the first thing. So you got an understanding of the numbers and how the numbers work. So you looked at lead cost. You looked at issued lead cost. You you looked at not only at uh, uh, conversion rates, but you looked at um, uh, profit margin, you know, gross margin. I mean, even to to as ridiculous what percentage of our jobs are sold cash versus finance versus what finance program we're using and really able to look at salespeople differently and finding out what they're doing in the home that may or may not be affecting the profitability of the jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Profitability in too many people. I mean, one of the reasons why, and I told you this, one of the reasons why this podcast exists and why all of the wealthy contractor materials exist is because most contractors work too hard and, and make too little. Right. I mean, they're just banging their heads against the wall. They're hard, hardworking people and good people. It's just, they don't understand the numbers mm-hmm. in their business. And at the end of the year, they realize, well, crap, I just worked all year and I didn't make any money. Um, what are some, well, let's talk about that for a minute. So what are some things that you had to do in your business to become more profitable? And it's funny you say it because it's one of the things that I, I see as I go around the country and work with other companies and some of the same issues I, I had that I'm seeing is, hey, man, you know, I wasn't a numbers guy, right? I was more attracted to the sales and marketing side of this business and really wasn't, uh, you know, keen at d- diving in like that. So it's defining that role and finding out what you're good at. And when you can't, if, if there's you find that you're deficient at something, finding that person who is good at it and building your team that way. I mean, if you look at it, I, I did this, I talked about this with uh, a company I was working with, if you were to put an ad out for a home improvement owner, you know, in a classified ad, think about all the different things that would be in that ad that you're looking for. 
You know, I need somebody that can teach the sale. I can teach marketing to coming up with creative concepts and learning SEO and, you know, managing a call center and managing your, your labor costs and managing your production. There's so many different things. There's no human that walks the earth that could actually be great at all of them. So, you know, in heck, you look at what the salary for that is. It can be anywhere from zero to infinity. So, so there is no person that can wear all those hats, but so many people try. So they really what happens is they stay in what they're comfortable in is what I see. You know, if they like the production side of it, that's where they bury their nose into and then don't look at the numbers or look at the sales or look at how their marketing is producing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let me ask you something, actually. From And by, and by the way, if, if the list for the listener, if you haven't got this already, the way that that Lenny spends uh, the rest of his time during the month is he actually works with Rodney Webb now as one of uh, Rodney's. I'm not sure what what are you guys called? It's a, a consultant. So we go in and we teach the sales system, work with the ownership and management level people and um, go go through our entire system from top to bottom, whether it's helping with their call center, their marketing, but primarily teaching their salespeople our sales system. Awesome. So that's what he now gets to go and do. Um, with his time. Now I said that and I completely forgot the question I was going to ask you in Manland. I I guess how I figure out and get to, it's a great opportunity and I I wish everybody had it because as much as I'm going in to be the teacher of all these companies I work with, I'm the student. You know, I remember even Phil telling me this, he was, he didn't have his business, Phil Ray, when he was working with me. And something he said stuck out that, hey, man, if I if I still had my business and all the knowledge that I've accumulated now by going around and finding these little niches that some of these companies are able to do, it would have been unbelievable if I could implement that stuff into my business. That's one of the things I'm able to do is every company I work with, no matter how small, how big they're doing something that makes me go, huh, that's a great idea. And then I just see if I can implement that in my business as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so we were talking about profitability. Damn, I had a good question for you. Damn it. I got off. I was talking. We were talking about Rodney. We were talking about what you do. What were we talking about right before that? Um, I don't know. I gave you kind of what the owners owners trying to wear all the hats. Right. Oh, this is what I was going to ask you. Great. Thank you. Perfect. In your mind. What is the job of the owner? What is his what is his or her job in the business? Okay, so because because wait, because as you have proven, mm-hmm. as you have proven, it is not a 40 hour a week um job. Correct. Okay? So in your mind, what is the real job of the owner? Of a, of a successful, high-performing home improvement company? I would say it's twofold. I would say it's finding and motivating and keeping people that are better than you are at certain things in the business, if not all the things, right? Um, there's, a, there's something going around if you, on, all over the place on social media. It's a Steve Jobs interview, and he says the exact same thing. It's like if you're the smartest person in your business, there's a problem. And that's, that's I think one of, if not the biggest role of the owner. And then the second is just managing everything and you manage it by the numbers. 
Like uh, you got to make sure you're measuring everything so that you can see where your deficiencies are, where you're doing well. And, and that's really it. I mean, that should be what it is. At the end of the day, you preach this as well. You don't own a company that you're working in 40 hours a week. And there's many ways that you can say that, but you're working in it, not on it. It's what, you know, you hear that kind of a cliche all the time, but it's, it's a fact. Builder Prime is changing the game for home improvement contractors. Imagine having everything you need to help your business grow in one place. CRM, estimating marketing automation with SMS, production management software, and now call center dialer integration all wrapped into one easy to use package. And it's never been easier to switch CRMs. Hundreds of contractors trust Builder Prime to grow their businesses with powerful reporting tools to see which leads are making money, which sales reps are the top performers, and where to optimize for the greatest impact. We're talking about winning more jobs, boosting productivity, and delighting your customers. Are you ready to fuel your business growth even faster without all the daily frustrations of your current tech stack, you owe it to yourself, your team, and your business to learn why everyone is switching over to Builder Prime, the only true does-it-all CRM for home improvement contractors. Head over to builderprime.com and request a personalized demo with an expert today. So with the people thing, you brought up a good, you brought up something really good, and that is, um, you want to hire people smarter than you. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm a huge, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Sometimes I find that too easy for me. I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> I, well, it's, it's, it's resulted in, <laughs> well, let's look at the result, right? Um, what, how do you get somebody? Cause that's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because a lot of people are stuck in their ways. A lot of people are like, well, but I do this great. Like they're they're an amazing salesperson. They close at 60% and owners could close at 60%. Um, But typical salespeople aren't going to close at 60%. So how do you overcome that? How do you convince an owner that it's in their best interest to put their ego aside and focus on the th- on on finding people that are better than them. So a lot of times the people that you currently have are in the wrong position. And sometimes you can just have a conversation with them once they've been in your company and experienced what the different roles and different needs are and you can find them what's a better fit for them. You know, a lot of times what the mistake is is that people trying to pound this you know, square peg in a round hole where that's just not a good fit for that individual where they're, but they may be attracted to something else. So there's been a ton of times where within my organization, we've actually switched people's roles where at one point they were doing um, customer service and then ended up going to a completely polar opposite thing where they would do marketing and home shows or something along those lines. Um, So I really feel like finding them is one thing, but you can create them from within if you already have some people. You always hear how many people are in a job that they that they're miserable in, right? Um, with the the diversity of our business, you can find something that everybody would be attracted to. Yeah. Well, and also you've always got to be on the lookout for the next person no, in your business, no right? No doubt. It's always trying to just like you, if we were running an NFL team, you're looking for the next guy that you can plug in that's going to help you get to the Super Bowl. 
And it's the same thing in business. Yeah, I like how you said that. I like how you said that. Um, so the other thing that you mentioned was um, basically it's your job to manage things. So just out, kind of out of curiosity, if you're only in your business two days, um, two days a month, yep. how do you accomplish? And I'm not listen. I just for everybody on the call, two days a month is not for everybody. It's right for Lenny. You know, for you, it might you might just love being in your business and spending every day there. I'm kind of like that, um, but. It's really up to you to create the opportunity for yourself. You know, for Lenny, it's his love is to go out and help others. For you, it might be, you know, whatever it is, it's something else. The point here is that it is possible to do it. It can be done. There's a process for getting it done. And then it's entirely up to you to decide, well, you know, what do I want? What do I want to do? So how do you kind of, how do you manage and run your business Number with only two days a month? It's, it, it's just look, it's a CRM, which now we can access that from anywhere in the world. So the way our CRM and, and our numbers are set up, I've got them set up with something that Rodney taught me, which we call indicator lights, which it'll show every, every number. And if it's yellow, it's going to need attention right now. If it's red, it's an absolute emergency. And if it's green, Good to go. So every every number that I'm concerned with, every you know key indicator, key performance indicator number, it, I can look at it at a touch of a button, and if it needs to be addressed, we call a meeting, or we I just wait till my next time I'm going to be down there meeting with everybody, and we cover it then. Which CRM are you using? Uh, use Market Sharp, but these numbers are typically done through another thing. So my management team is sending me these pretty much daily and, and weekly. Okay. So this is a business of numbers. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely critical. This is a business of numbers. And so many people, and we said this earlier, but I'm going to say it again. It's you've got to understand the numbers and how the numbers work, especially like last week at the, in Baltimore, at the Yoho event, there was, uh, you know, it was all about leads and lead management and the cost of leads. Mm-hmm. You know, the average issued lead from first quarter of this year of 2018 was $376.60 fully loaded. You give your salespeople an average of what, 10 leads a week. Yep. You've just handed them $3,760. Correct. And never looking at what happened to my money. Right. Just, let, just keeping it going. Right. A big mistake. Big mistake. Well, mistakes. Yep. So that's a, that's a, that's good. So you see a lot of them yep. with what you do. What are the what are the top mistakes that you're seeing home improvement entrepreneurs making right now? Yep. So we kind of talked about one. I feel like defining your role and putting yourself in the role that you're best at, so that you're not like I used to be, where you try to get, have your hands in everything and you end up bottlenecking stuff. Right. So that's one of the biggest things that I see. Uh, as a, second to that, I would say just kind of the f- failure to adapt. Right. And what I mean by that is there's 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 things there's new things coming out all the time, whether we just kind of talked about CRMs or new programs, kind of like the programs you have. A lot of companies are af- so afraid of change because maybe or maybe not they found some success with the way they were doing things. But if you're not able to adapt to something that's going to benefit your business, your business, I want to say can die, it will die. 
I mean, if you look at what even today on, in the news, Sears filing for bankruptcy, right? They're closing 140 stores and they owe $135 million that's due today. This is a company that has been around for hundreds of years, went through two world wars, went through the depression. And then because they're unable to adapt to what's going on now, they're gone. And that's something we can't let happen to our businesses. So we've got to understand that just because that's the way we've always done it doesn't mean it's the way it needs to be done when it comes to now. I think that's a big, big thing. A lot of these old school sales techniques that we're using out there, ways of marketing that's that's driving up these leads costs. We got to start looking at other ways that we can do things and uh, to benefit ourselves and our businesses. You follow that? Yeah, that's no, that's awesome. Um, By the way, when you talk about marketing costs, if I can, I got to put a plug in there for yeah. G4 marketing. Not enough people are spent, you know, focusing on the back end uh, with their with leads, with you know, making more referrals, making more repeat business. Absolutely, I'm I'm, I'm very fortunate that uh, that I got Lenny. I got Lenny converted. I think you got me for, for at least for a few months so far. Um, all right, so that's one. Well, I had to. I had to throw in the plug, Lenny. No, I, no I, I knew you would. That's good. <laughs> um, okay, so that's one one big mistake. Uh, what else? Um, I call this loneliness. I would say it is, and I understand it. Being the owner of a business, it can be a very very lonely experience because when you have issues or you have questions or you have concerns or areas that you don't know, it's tough to go to your people and show, like you said, exposing your ego that you may not have the answer. You know, sometimes I find myself, I'm not just a trainer, I'm a a therapist sitting people down on the couch and we're talking the things through to help them get over these things and realize that maybe it's not as bad as it seems, or we can fix it a lot easier than they, than they think. So that's one of the reasons I love networking and getting into some programs where you can get around other business owners that feel your pain. And, you know, and some people are afraid to do that and don't want to share. And I think that's a big mistake. I think that the more we can bounce ideas off each other and learn from people who've already been there, the better off you're going to be. I think you say this, I've heard this, you know, Tony Robbins, success leaves clues. Someone else has figured it out. If you just do what they do, you should get similar results. And that's one of the things I feel like people are hesitant to do. So that is one of the big themes of of this podcast also. And and is you you do not have to this is not a business that you have to do alone. I, I just want to reiterate what you what you said and expand on it just a little bit, Lenny, if you don't mind. Last week, I'm in Baltimore. The remodeling show's going on, the the Yoho event is going on. I saw you at the top 500 party Mm -hmm. there um at the yoho event at the yoho event i talked with a guy that does 20 million dollars a year i talked with another guy that does um well he told me he's doing 30 million just in financing now so he's doing more than 30 million a year another guy was who's a client whose business is growing by leaps and bounds he's doing i don't know like 100 plus job the room was filled with very successful people there's a correlation mm-hmm. between people that are going to events, people that are getting out of their office yep. and going and talking with people like, man, if you were at the Qualified Remodeler Top 500 event last week, you could have sat down with Lenny and you could have talked with him and you could have learned from him 
and you could have shared with him. And it wouldn't have cost you anything. It was just, you know, one business owner to another. Um, I know my <laughs> my uh, my uh, my friend and client Ken from Canada uh, was uh, he's awesome at this, right? And I'll tell you something about that guy. That guy is all about I'm not going to do this alone. I'm going to go learn from everybody that's willing to teach me today. Today, I, we're recording this on on Monday. He's with Brian Elias mm-hmm. at Hanson's because listen, my money's on that guy. Right. I don't even know mine too. But a guy like that that's hungry for the knowledge and the, getting the experience. He's going to make it. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. He's already doing well and he can and he knows he can do better and he's willing to do whatever it takes and learn from whoever he can learn from to make it happen. And right. I mean, as simple as that is, that's the recipe. It really is for not just business, anything. Find somebody else who's gotten the results, do what they do, and you should be able to get there as well. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's the thing about um, Rodney's whole thing. Now, look, I, I'll say this: I first time I saw Rodney, I thought, "Man, this guy!" Th- I, I was impressed because I come from the platform, you know, part of uh, the world that I come from is all about platform sales. Mm-hmm. So I know the ins and outs of platform sales. And as much as Rodney is there doing a presentation that is not supposed to sell every anything, every minute he's selling something. And I looked at him and I thought, man, this is masterful. I was so impressed. It, and it does, it takes a lot to impress me, but he's a very impressive guy. The second time I saw him, it was kind of the same thing. I wasn't as impressed. But then the third time I saw him, was um, I think it was last year at the at the top 500 event, mm-hmm. and he talked about system, 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 system. It was a new presentation; I hadn't heard it before. And then I went to his event, and I'll tell you what: it is all about understanding the system. Now it could be Rodney's system, it could be Yoho's system, it could be this person's or that person. But the bottom line is. You have to have a system. Absolutely. And if there's one that works, like Rodney's system that Lenny's out teaching every single day, that works, why are you going to go try and reinvent the wheel? Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and that's the thing. I mean, with, with with what Rodney did, especially when it comes to sales, you know, there are just people who are very good at sales. Just naturally, they have that. And there's some people that can improve. I mean, we all can improve. And right. You have a system in place. What that system Rodney did for me, A, yes, it changed my life. But the biggest thing I was able to see is that by getting my team to do it, it made my you know guys that were terrible, it made them good. It made the guys that were good great. And it made my guys who were already great that you think would never change. Once they bought in and did change, now they were, became Hall of Famers. And, and that's what that's what any system is going to do. Um, I particularly like ours because I feel like it's very different. It's very different than what a lot of the traditional stuff is being taught. And it kind of goes back to what I was talking about, about the failure to adapt because right. it's different. It's uncomfortable and it's difficult. And a lot of people shy away from that. And I think, you know, if it's if it's if it's if it's easy, it's not worth doing. So it's something that's really, really I'm proud of and I'm proud to be part of his team. Yeah. Well, and it's it's. I'll tell you what, it is an absolutely amazing team. I mean, I was blown away uh, by him 
uh, but also by all of you guys. And 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 and, and, and so systems. Why are systems important? They're important because they give you something to follow and something to practice. One of the biggest problems I see, like we were talking about, is that if you don't have anything to practice, you can't go out to the customers and practice your craft on them because they ain't going to tell you where you messed it up. So you need to have something in line that says this is the way we do it and you can able to gauge people based on how well they are doing it or not doing it. Right, And that's really where it comes into Everything, and it's not just sales, it's the entire organization. Everybody should have some type of scorecard and some type of system that they're accountable to. Well, and let's talk about practice for a second, and then I want to talk about replication for a second. Okay. So practice, that was the thing that really blew me away about Rodney yep. is the practice. Yep. Uh, you talk a little, I, 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 you talk a little bit about practice just expand on that a little bit because it came from militant playing sports at the highest level being a a basketball player and understood the importance of repetition and the importance of practice and what it could do for not just professional athletes but everything and it's become like you say our war cry i mean we always want to practice like we play and and do everything we can right behind closed doors and we put as much pressure on on ourselves as we can behind closed doors. We do it in the office. So we're making our money literally in the office. We just go out to the customers to pick up our checks. So we <laughs> practice much harder than the game. You know, and that's a big, big thing of what we're able to do. And that's one of the things I think you were impressed about when you see is that somebody who's on this, they can pick it up anywhere in our system and be able to respond with the correct response. Yep. Right. And that's really what we're looking for. And like I said, when they the higher you get and the more practice you put in, the longer you do it, the better you get. And you see guys doubling their closing percentage, doubling and tripling their income all because of this change by implementing a system and having something that they could practice. Yeah. And now and the thing with the system, too, is you build the system so that it creates a predictable result. Correct. So, for example, in in one of my home improvement companies, we used to get 50 phone calls on a Monday morning. I used to look and going back to what – look at how all of this stuff applies, you know, one on top of the other. Going back to one of the first things that you said about the numbers. So, I understood that for every inquiry that came in, we converted X percentage into an appointment. Yep. Right. Yep. This is a key indicator in any home improvement company is how many inquiries come in that are converted into an appointment. Well, if you can make if you understand, first of all, what that conversion number is, let's just say it's 75 percent. Now, what you could say is, OK, I have a system that produces 75 percent. Can I now improve on that system to have it produce 79 or 80 percent? What just happened? You just increased your, your revenue by 5% just by making that one little tweak. So that was something I actually used to obsess over and where it came out as a system was in our script, mm-hmm. in our inbound script, because all of our leads were inbound. Sure. So it was all about that conversion. And so we could practice that scripting. So we didn't put anybody on the phone without first training them and teaching them the script, right. the system. Here's how we do it here correct and so i think that that's i think that that's really i think that's really powerful like you read my mind because that's the other thing that i see around when i go with new companies i'm working with is they have a 
here's our contract. Go get them. Give me right. the phone. Just answer it and say, you know, try to set the appointment without any training. And that costs companies millions of dollars yep. when when that's not done properly. Right. Take that step. And it, it takes some time. Okay. Everything. We understand that. But you got to invest that time if you want to get the results. Yeah. So as we're kind of, we're, we're right up against the clock, but man, I, I could keep going with you for another hour, but let me just ask this and then we'll, 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 we'll wrap up. Okay. What is, what is like, we've talked about mistakes and we've talked about success, mm-hmm. but what, what's like one or two of the habits or the, the, the thinking or the skills that your top clients share? What makes somebody really successful in this business, aside from everything else we've talked about? Yep. So I call it kind of the magic beans, right? There's a couple magic beans that whatever company I work with that Rodney kind of said, look for these beans. And if we don't have them, we got to help them get them. And if we do have them, we got to we got to hit 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 it, hit the road and, and go with it. One of them is an is an is a strong owner. Okay, and that's an owner that kind of has the opposite of those things we were talking about. One who has defined his role, one that is able to identify people that are better at some things than others, one that's not afraid of change, one that's open to talking and, and going through his problems. When you have a good owner, a lot of good things can come from that. The other thing that most people need to understand is you need good managers. Right. You need good managers as far as your sales, your marketing management, whatever levels, whether it be your production, strong management team in place. And then lastly, and you're going to love this one is the leads. You can't have a company that I don't care how good your salespeople are, how good your production team is without the leads. Nothing's going to happen. So any which way that you can help generate those leads and find different avenues to create them. That's what's going to help make a successful company, in my opinion. Awesome. Well, Lenny, this has been amazing. I hope that um, uh, you've had fun. I know that you've given a ton of value here. I'm definitely asking you to come back again at some point. Do you want to give a – do we want to give Rodney a plug here? I mean um, we have a university that teaches all of our stuff that's really, really been impactful for a lot of companies. Um, a good way to kind of look at some of the things we do is just RodneyWebUniversity.com. And then you're able to find both myself, Lenny Scarola, and Rodney Webb on LinkedIn. That's pretty much uh, where where I go to, to interact and meet people in the industry and try to help people as much as I can. Cool. Well, look, I really appreciate you taking the time out. I know you're not home. You're traveling. You're working with a company as we do this. Um, I appreciate you taking the time and, and, and doing this, um, for everybody that is listening, hope you got a ton of value from this again. Um, we've got a ton of resources for you at the wealthy And again, until next time, this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 marketing group. All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. 
Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. And finally, we started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the wealthy contractor. Now, the wealthy contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay, it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing Group.